Hello, everybody. Before we start this podcast today, I just want to let you know that I'm not sponsored in any way by any company. There is no ads here. But if you do want to see the products that I promote and the books that I have written, you can see all of that and all of the links to all of my social media accounts and Instagram, YouTube, and so on. All of that is on my website, noticebooks.org. N-O-T-U-S books.org, not us books.org. Good morning, Matt. Hello. Is this only audio, I guess? Hi, how's it going? This is audio. This is audio. I was hoping that uh, if we have a smooth recording, we can turn that into a video. Oh, I see. Okay, so my video doesn't even matter. Nope, doesn't matter. Oh, cool. I was all set up with lights and everything. Okay, cool. I'm good. <laughs> how, are you, how are you today? I'm doing good, and I appreciate you coming on here and talking to us today about EMF protecting clothing. And actually, I'm used to being the one that does most of the talking, but I was really hoping that you can kind of take us from zero, you know, all the way through. But I do want to say to introduce this, that it's been a few years that people have been talking about this. And when I first got into this, I didn't know the scale of the problem, the problem being EMF. And I kind of thought that we might be able to mitigate the problem faster than change all of our clothing, basically. And it kind of sounded crazy, like things have gotten so bad out there that we need basically a bulletproof vest sort of thing to protect us from it. And the idea was, well, maybe we don't get shot at all the time. But my reality now, I've really accepted that it's going to take quite a while to rewire our whole society. And even those of us who want to break away from it, it's not exactly realistic to basically completely remove yourself from society in order to completely eliminate the EMF. It's not really desirable or possible for most of us in most cases. So Matt, if you could be so kind and explain to everybody why I believe now as well what you believe why we need to protect ourselves what is the threat exactly how exactly does this type of clothing protect us what is this type of clothing and what is the possible differences in quality that we could see on the market excellent questions and I have answers I've devoted my life to this uh, role as an activist and bringing um, this information forward. So firstly, it's, it's important to kind of back up and, and to understand what EMF radiation is. After the Chernobyl nuclear power plant meltdown in, you know, USSR, Russia, the world scientific community started to learn that non-ionizing radiation was harmful, meaning radiation that you could not feel could actually cause harm. You know, before that, it was heat hurts and that's it. And if you could heat, feel it because of ionization, um, which means the intensity of the radiation is so much that it breaks down cells uh, right on right when, the, right when the radiation hits you, you can feel it and it breaks down cells to that point where that there's that there's heating going on. And, and scientific communities thought that if you didn't have heat, you didn't have a problem. Well, after the impacts of the Chernobyl incident, people started to slowly wake up to it and then now we've got brain tumors right where people wear their cell phone in their bra or right where they hold their phone to their head and i mean it's becoming common knowledge but still no one understands it and the information disinformation misinformation campaign on the internet really makes it hard to grasp things that are really simple actually so i went to the library when the libraries were actually open which they aren't where i live (laughs) they aren't where i live anymore 
but I browsed books and I went through a lot of um, old school learning processes. And to make the answer to your question short and sweet, why do we have a problem? It's because the waves that the data is carried on, the waves that the, um, there's light waves basically that the data is carried on all around us. And those waves are getting more compressed, carrying more data, which means there's more hertz or oscillations or waves per second carrying more data. And by enabling them to carry more data, the waves are getting smaller. So what's the problem? The waves are getting smaller, but I'm gonna explain that so that that makes sense. So what we have carrying information all around us are what are called radio waves. And radio waves are on the electromagnetic spectrum. And if you look at it from a broader perspective, it's all light waves. Our eyes are just designed to see Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, violet. And that's just based on the curvature of, the, of our eyes, the way that our bodies are designed but there's infrared and there's ultraviolet light just on the other side of that Roy G Biv a little larger in nanometers measured in nanometers but we're measuring from crest to crest peak to peak of, of light waves or radio waves they're, they're synonymous actually so when you're measuring these waves if a wave is slightly larger than a red light wave you've got infrared and it becomes invisible to the naked eye but it's all around us still and just like that, there's a lot of other light all around us that's invisible. And a lot of it's harmless, but some of it is not. <clears throat> so the smaller that the light waves get, or the radio waves get, the closer they are to the light that we're used to and the light that our bodies absorb, which is sunlight. And the closer you get to sunlight, the more that your bodies think it's sunlight and the more that your body can be impacted by it and absorb it more. And we, we end up with actually cellular damage and whatnot like that. And, what, and whatnot. So when you go outside and you wear a t-shirt to prevent yourself from getting sunburned, that's pretty much what you end up doing with the silver clothing because of the increase in the EMF radiation everywhere. So let's break it down in terms of the technology that we have in our lives. AM radio waves, if you actually measured an AM radio wave. So an AM radio wave tower, like a, um, a radio tower on a hillside you know, back in the day before these towers started getting closer and closer to the cities, those towers, if you had the light, the eyes to see these, the light, like we were giants and we had bigger eyes, bigger curvature, we could see those towers as like suns. They would be like bright balls of light emitting so much light that it travels miles and miles and miles. And you can pick up an AM radio wave actually like 100 miles away in the mountains. And why can you do that? Because the properties of that sunlight, that light coming off of it, the properties of that AM technology are very large carrier waves. So if you were to measure them from peak to peak, there would be the distance or the height of a football field. Okay, very massive, tall waves, and they can go very far and they can go through people, they can go through towns and they don't cause any harm because of the size of them. Basically, they're not absorbing into your skin. They, they're bigger than you. I mean, we're talking, we're talking 100 feet tall. So FM radio waves can't travel as far, but they're, they're relatively harmless as well. They're 10 feet tall. And these things can travel really far. And you can tune in to a radio station, and you're not getting harmed by this technology. Like, you're standing, even when you, sometimes you can stand in front of the, your radio, and you can disrupt it, and it doesn't work. You're, 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 you're literally getting in the, in, the wave, in the way of that signal, but you're not getting ca cancerous 
radiation, non-ionizing or ionizing radiation. You're not getting any of that from that because the wave is too big. Your cells are super small compared to a 10 foot tall radio wave, okay? That carries FM waves. So then now the technology gets closer to us and more pervasive. And to carry more and more information, you need more and more oscillations per second. And we get down to 2G, then 3G, and then 4G, and 4G LTE, which stands for long-term evolution. And now we're getting to 5G. And if we were to measure, for instance, Wi-Fi, this, it, it oscillates in size, but it's around 30 centimeters. And there at that size, it starts to be impactful. You know, I mean, even a little bigger than that, it starts to be impactful because, you know, how tall are we? How big are we? We, you know, like if you put yourself on the spectrum, once the waves start to be the size of us and smaller than us and even the size of our cells, we start to have concerns. So the active denial system was a military project where they designed waves, these same radio waves. They designed these radio waves to be measured in millimeters. So they're super small. Um, a, a, the width of a penny is one and a half millimeters. So around these, the size of the width of a penny, the military was able to, um, when, when the United States first went into uh, the Middle East through the, uh, the Persian Gulf War back, back in the late 90s and whatnot, this technology started to emerge. And what it did was they were able to tune it to a point where it absorbed into your skin and right where your nerves are. So just like sunlight, how it absorbs, it absorbs into your skin, you can get sunburned, you get a tan, whatever. This frequency of invisible radio waves emitted from what looked like a cell tower on a Humvee, like weaponized technology, it was able to burn skin and cause your nerves to hurt if you went into this, this zone. So it was literally like a frequency fence. And this is where the millimeter size carrier wave technology emerged it came out of weaponization of these carrier waves so now 5g is this is these waves are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and because the waves are getting smaller they cannot go very far all right just like i was saying how the am radio waves can travel really far because they're really big and they just ride through things and, and they're not absorbing into everything they hit once you get down to 5G, these waves are so small. Yes, you can carry a lot of data on it and maybe have self-driving cars and initiate a social credit system or some dystopia or something like that. <laughs> but, but you don't necessarily need all of that because it ends up being very pervasive when you have a cell tower that has to be every 500 feet. And then when you have a 5G phone, this 5G is not like the technology before. So when you had a uh, 2G, 3G, 4G phone, 4G LTE, you, your phone never interacted with the phones around you. Your phone would find the cell tower nearby and, and maybe that, that smartphone, if you get a good EMF meter, your smartphone's doing a lot. And if there's a lot of um, apps and, and information all the time and you shouldn't, I recommend not having it next to your head while you sleep and whatnot and because it does it does disrupt but the 5g is going to be so much more disruptive because it's operating with a carrier wave that cannot travel very far at all so it has to become basically a mini cell tower to push around everyone's frequency it's like a relay a relay system so now that the waves are getting down to measurable in millimeter measurable by millimeters like for instance every every single um, telecom carrier in every country. Um, you guys have Rogers, in the, I think, up there and, and a few. They buy different 
bandwidths. And each bandwidth is like a measurable frequency range, like from like, like a radio station. Yeah, but it's literally measurable. Like if you measured the waves on which they operate, the bandwidth, just like a radio station, yes. But in this space, it's getting me measurable and so small that it's like between two and six millimeters, this one's going to have it, this telecom company. And then between six and 12 millimeters, this. And so it's a wave that's six millimeters between six and 12 millimeters is its range and its uh, of its wave right so these waves of of light if you could perceive it if you could see it it's everywhere it can, they cannot travel very far because they absorb into everything they hit we're talking trees insects humans bumblebees um, water droplets i mean everything so in some cities they're having to cut down big trees and whatnot to clear the way for this technology to even exist but for sure you'll need what's a system of what's called small cells which emit drastically more radiation than the large cell towers that already exist we're talking 1000 times more and and completely beyond the radiation levels put into place uh, globally and i mean the thing is is these radiation level uh, limits they they were put into place back when smartphones didn't even exist so it, it's not even we're not even really dealing with um, up-to-date legislation that would make any sense for the people. So basically, this invasive technology is becoming to the point that, it, that the Internet of Things will have to have relaying all the information to keep this, uh, this um, small carrier wave pervasive enough everywhere, pervasive enough everywhere, so that everything can work, so that you can have this self-driving car, so that you can have this instant data. Because if everything's not on this the system, it can't function, if that makes sense. So, so what's the question? Um, why do we need to be worried about it? Because the infrastructure is, is so in your face that, that we can't have all of this. And if we do, then we need to figure out a way to protect ourselves or we'll, we'll end up with impacts like um, I'm thinking infertility and, and a bunch of other things. So what happens when you wear the metal clothing, which you can use steel, woven steel works. It's just not as soft. And people work with copper, but you can't weave it as well. So it's really just like silver, copper, and steel. But if you work... It doesn't sound nice to wear steel clothing. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But, they, but it, it, it ends up being like a, like a really stiff... You know, uncomfortable fabric at the end of the day. Yeah, I bet. So, but it is protective. It bounces that those waves off, and they don't hit your skin. You're not getting the absorption of it. And what ends up happening, in my opinion, is over the, you know, what it is with radiation is its distance and time and duration, right? So you want to be as far away from this radiation source as you can, and spend as little time near the radiation source as you can. But if we're in this soup all the time and more and more as they roll out 5g especially like these smart cities and test cities and fight i mean it's getting really weird along the highways and and what have you and for what smart yeah pillows. and smart diapers even i'm seeing smart diapers which which is really sad to, to think that it's true so th the time has come to figure out ways to, to mitigate it i think that if we brought back lead-based paint we'd be in the money but maybe our phones wouldn't work inside our houses the concept of the clothing is a mitigation strategy so that we don't accumulate enough radiation to show the, the impacts that 
you know, maybe the canaries in the coal mine will be showing down the line. I mean, I'm not trying to be a guinea pig while they roll out this technology. And what happened with me is, and I'll, and then I'm happy to, um, if I haven't answered it, please ask me more. What happened with me is I learned this about all this with smart meters and smart meters. What they do is they will, they will connect to a cell tower, but they're, they don't have to be doing this, but they will every few seconds to, to tell the power company what your power usage is every few seconds, but it's connecting wirelessly and it's sending a very strong signal to connect to a cell tower up to 30 miles away. Okay. So I had a smart meter just on the other side of the wall from my bedroom where I was working day and night. I was working on a documentary film and I was sleeping right next to it. It ended up being just about a meter from my head. And after six months, I was having heart palpitations from my heart's electromagnetic field was so disrupted that it, the beat was off, you know, it was beating out of sequence Mm. and I could, I could feel it. I could, I know it was noticeable. And once I started to really learn about the impacts and that I, and that there was clothing out there that did exist at the time, I found out that there was cloth. And so I went to Asia and, and just started hunting it down. And I I started off in Southeast Asia. I thought I could find it in um, somewhere aside from developed countries, but really it's just Korea, Japan, and China. And they've got this technology where they will make these micro-sized nylon fibers and then dip them in silver to make this um, soft, flexible silver yarn, basically. And then they weave a tight fabric out of that that is, is a, it's, a, it's really soft, actually, surprisingly. But it's all silver on the outside, 100%, 100% silver. And essentially, the, the, the impactful radiating um 5g 4g smart meters wi-fi cell phones and whatnot it bounces off of the silver so i've even got a silver phone bag you put it in and the phone won't work inside and that's kind of proof in the pudding of how much how effective it is Uh, let me let me back up a few of these things here um first of all your case actually prevented a phone call in my phone whereas the one i was using before had stopped for preventing phone calls uh, like almost two years ago basically uh, I think maybe because the phones got turned up or so, I don't know. They used to block calls pretty easily and then it stopped working. The silver mesh didn't change. I'm assuming just the voltage or whatever went up. But So yours seems to be a higher quality. Now you said you don't want to be a guinea pig that with radiation being a problem. Well, I'm in the health business in real life and I promise it's a problem already. We've seen absolute miracles by removing that stress from people. So we, we can assume that that was the major cause of their issues and I can name issues in any health category that you like. We've seen the problem being caused and we've seen the the relief from getting rid of that. This is a step above. And the reason why I think the clothing is so necessary is because we're used to, we have anti-radiation products and devices and they work. They work mostly on demonstration, which is why it's easy to see what radiation actually does to you. But it does not stop the actual problem, which was my original thing. Like, well, we've got kind of little bullets flying at us from every direction. And you mentioned, well, now that they got the 5G, you you can forget about that. We've been bathed in radiation for a long time, probably as long as we've been alive. It is just getting absolutely worse. But you could take 5G completely out of the equation. We're still awash in radiation. Even if I chose not to have a cell phone or a smart meter, I'm in a tiny little town and they still can't avoid radiation out here. Right. It's like if you want to be part of society at all, it is there. And it is affecting you. I, I do promise that. 
that's not just by demonstration and by uh, testimonial. It's by live blood analysis. We can see blood crinkling up and clumping together and just becoming noticeably unhealthy due to radiation stress. The smart meter is a great example of that. That's what a lot of the tests have been done on. But as you're saying, any small waveform, basically. And I want to hand it back to you, but I want to say you explained that really well, basically. And this is kind of like all matter. Chemistry admits that all matter is basically the same thing with uh, different energies around it, so to speak, different electrons and neutrons, whatever. They use these words to explain the different wave functions, basically. But it seems that all of reality is one wave. And it's literally just the the pitch of the wave that actually matters. You know, it's the size of the wave and stuff that makes up everything, including the matter itself, including light, including UV and all, all this stuff, everything. Right? So he did a great job of explaining why the smaller ones are a problem. And this is also why it's an, it's an engineering problem for us. If we're deciding how to move forward in, in the society, you're talking about things like self-driving cars and stuff. We might want to use some smart technologies, but we really have to debate how we're going to deliver that data capacity to them. And I would argue that it should not be wireless because it doesn't seem that we can do wireless very well or very safely. Although maybe we can sort of like AM in the future, you know. Beautiful. And thank you. And yeah, it's really dense um, material to look up the electromagnetic spectrum to see it visually. That can help a lot. But to realize that we are basically like plants. It's harder to understand this, but we absorb light like a plant does. And our biofunctions are all set up to the sun. We are in this rhythm. And if you don't think you're in a rhythm, try not sleeping for a few days and see how you feel. The sun goes up, the sun goes down, and we are on this literal biorhythm with the planet on this frequency of the Schumann's resonance, which has its hertz, and um, to learn more about frequency and cymatics, um, you can even go back to Royal Raymond Reif, how he, how he studied all that under a dense microscope. But I want to, since you are so informed on health and whatnot, and thank you so much for having me on, brother. It's really a pleasure. I, I'd like to touch upon for the listeners, and blue light is, is just as, as impactful, I feel like, or palpable to understand because Blue light is right next to UV light, and you start to understand what the sun does to us, then you can start to understand how blue light is so impactful in the middle of the night when we're disrupting our cycles. So we have what's called a circadian rhythm. It's our, our biorhythmic cycle that we all have. And it's, it's, it, you can try to throw it off by working the night shift, and you can, you can claim that you're a night owl, and you can have different sleeping schedules than your friends okay it's not about who you are or your lifestyle you have a biorhythm that is tuned to the planet that is tuned to everyone else around you with the plants and, and everything and at a certain time in, of the day based on when the sun went down and when the sun comes up okay at a certain time of the day because your body knows what kind of time that your body knows exactly what time of day it is based on the the sun and the cycles and even the moon. And based on the exact time of day, different chemicals are released in your body or even precursor chemicals, right? Cortisol precursors or dopamine precursors or serotonin or whatever it is. We are this complex chemical system and certain things are released at certain times of the day. That's just how our biology works. And to be thrown off 
can be really disruptive. It can lead to depression and all these things. And teen suicides are a thing. And if you study like, or, or talk to these teens, a lot of them don't even know about blue light or about airplane mode or about EMF frequencies or anything like that. And what's happening is our bodies need to know when the sun went down and when the sun goes up and when it's nighttime, because say the sun goes down at 8 p.m. Okay, well, now it's been dark for three hours and your body thinks it's, it's 11 p.m. Then your body starts to do these different nighttime chemicals that only come out at night. Serotonin, melatonin, cortisol, these important things are all regulated by your, your, your circadian rhythm, by this, this cycle, this clock, this like very delicate clock. And if you're on your smartphone, okay, it's not just the blue light coming off your devices, which is something to learn about, which Harvard's done studies on blue light. And it's very um, tangible and palpable. And it's not a conspiracy at all. It's, it's, it's very easily understood when you start to realize that on the color light spectrum, red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, violet, right after violet is ultraviolet. Violet and ultraviolet are right next to blue. It's, it's very comprehensible that your body can mistake blue for ultraviolet. And that's what sunlight is made up of. It's a lot of, a lot of light, but especially the ultraviolet, your body absorbs it and recognizes, oh, that's, that's sunlight. The sun's up. So staring at the screen, especially kids, after the sun goes down, it can, it can save someone's life, literally, just getting these blue light apps and putting these, these things on the devices and just honoring the truth with integrity. Knowledge is power, you know, and, and utilizing that by, by, by taking your game up a little and, and stepping it up and, and being that healthy, happy human that you can be. So just like that absorption of blue light and your body being thrown off, EMF radiation coming off maybe your Wi-Fi or your smart meter or your smartphone, what have you. I've had people reach out to me about my phone bags. Oh, and I want to mention, I had single layer silver phone bags. I had these phone bags that I was selling for a couple years when I first started my company, my EMF protective clothing line, Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, which is a Latin word for hope. So I'm trying to bring hope to the next generation by offering this information nice. and, and hopefully we can, these these phone bags and these, these shirts and everything, they can be a tool for bringing the information forward as well, not just for protection, but like an activism resource so people can talk about this and be like, oh, why would you put your phone in a, in a pouch? You don't want constant access to your app, you know? <laughs> but what, what happened was is I had these silver phone pouches that I was selling very well, but at one point when they started to roll out 5G in the United States, especially it was last April, the, the phone bags stopped working as well. So I made double layer ones. Um, but I think it definitely it was the, the, the increase in the radiation coming off the phones. They've been slowly turning up the, um, the output on these devices as they evolve into the 5G world. If they just flip the switch and we were all in 5G, you know, everybody, people might see radiation symptoms i think they're slowly just turning it up turning it up and i can see it through the phone bags they're they're finally being penetrated after two years so i had to make double air ones and now they're not being penetrated it totally kills the signal in the phone bag so emf radiation because these waves this light coming off these devices this is we're talking wireless phones anything wireless basically okay anything wireless in our lives fitbit you name it if it's connecting bluetooth 
Bluetooth gives me heart palpitations. I'm sorry, people. You love your Bluetooth. I've taken it from my life. I'm, I'm on a computer right now, but I'm on the Ethernet. I, I have a phone, but it's a slider phone and um, a Verizon Cosmos LG3 slider phone. And with my fancy um, EMF meter, it, it emits nothing when I'm walking around. And when, I get, when I'm on a call, it's very minimal. It's not connecting to anything utilizing the information the tools that we have to understand where we're at to mitigate and see the problem before it's it's a problem we can really um, sidestep some issues and be healthy happy humans and like i'm talking about the fertility of my kids 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 i'm not trying to get radiation issues and not be able to to have my family you know pass on their genetics and whatnot so emf radiation to our bodies we think it's like sunlight, okay? Just like the blue light coming off of the devices on the screens, we also think that a Wi-Fi router is basically a little sun. So if you've got a Wi-Fi router in your bedroom or your kid's bedroom or whatever, and that's emitting oscillations of random size waves, our body is like, wait, is that sunlight? Is that sunlight? Is that sun? Is it, is it, is it time to wake up? And so people that, if you're, if you're sleeping with your smartphone, or you're sleeping next to a smart meter or whatever, and you're waking up randomly at 3 a.m. and you don't know why, because I've heard this story a lot of times, and I used to you know, have this issue and have these devices and whatnot all around me. Because trust me, I know I love it. I love waking up in the morning and seeing whatever there is to see on my device, you know, my, my social media campaign. Please follow me on Facebook, Matt Landman. I have about 50,000 followers over there. It's, a, it's an interesting battle trying to get the information out on these platforms. Yes, Matt, Matt Landman. Landman. My name. Um, and I try to get a lot of cool. stuff out there. I, I was going to city hall meetings to to give my few minutes on 5G and how the, the studies aren't there. They're rolling this thing out. And and yes, you're correct, brother. They're, we're in a soup of it already. But but they're rolling out more technology, taking it to levels unseen without even the tests. Or and they're saying we don't have to talk about health impacts. You know, that alone is just is just scary or that's at least that's what they're doing in the States. So just to clarify, these these devices, if we can get them even just a, a, in the other room, you know, like this, if you've get, got get yourself an EMF meter, which there's a couple of different types. And, and the more you pay, the better, it seems, because you can do these ones that measure the EMF field. You're measuring a, a whole sun that's that's a 3D projection of light. Right. But you don't want to measure it in a linear way with with a with a janky like $20 meter, you need a XYZ axis. And that's why these tri-field ones are a little more expensive, but you get one and then you can, under, you start to understand, okay, these bigger numbers, you know, are, are worse. I don't want to be sleeping next to a big number. You put that Wi-Fi, you know, router in the other room or go like I did and get the ethernet and you start to see your life actually change. I'm sleeping so much better and I've kind of taken control of my life. And I'm, I'm really, I really try, try to do a lot of good things with my diet and all these other things and be healthy and stuff and, and try to just embrace the truth and honor it with integrity, like I said, and do, and do what I can. But, but if you're living your life like handing your kid an iPad and you don't even know about airplane mode or blue light you know, filters, you can learn a lot and don't let your ego get in the way. It's, it's, a, it's very impactful and important for everyone to know. And, and trust me, we're kind of being preyed upon by the telecom agencies. It's, it's, I'm, there's not, like, if you read the fine print, it says not to hold the phone to your head, but why would you not hold a, 
why would you not hold a phone to your head? That's what you do, you know? So at the end of the day, we have to kind of take a step back and, and, and literally see where we're at with what we've got. And these, and these things are being pervasive. You know, there's a politician, John McCain in the United States. He held his phone to his head. He got a tumor there. He admitted that tumor gave me brain cancer. He got the tumor removed. He kept holding the phone to his head because he's on the phone a lot. He got another brain tumor and he died from brain cancer. These things are, are here and they're, and they're pervasive. But guess what? The telecom agencies, they have a bigger budget than big pharma. You know, these are huge companies with lobbyists and a lot of money. And they're not going to go running around telling you that their technology is, is harmful and that they're going to give you cancer and leukemia. But here, um, I live just north of, of California now. And there's a city called Ripon, California, near Sacramento, our capital. And they put in a small cell right near an, an elementary school. And the city fought it after one year when a couple of teachers came down with cancer and five of the students got cancer. So they fought it. They got rid of the tower and everyone recovered. So there is an awareness and distance is your friend. And we don't need these things right outside our doorstep and whatnot. But you can literally change your life by, by just honoring just a couple things such as distance is your friend and time you know if you're going to go hop on the what the, the, the ether the internet at the coffee shop and you know be in that that soup of radiation at least understand what you're doing and maybe minimize how long you're in there for or if you have a child you know understand that the, or, i mean even a, a screen in general is not the best for kids Kids yeah. shouldn't be around technology, man. We don't need to be uh, light with it on oh, the, on this platform. Truthfully, we usually tend to attract a, a bit more of the uh, more hardcore. You should not have a cell phone or an iPad or anything near a child. They shouldn't even be in a room with a Wi-Fi router, in my opinion. Bluetooth, you mentioned no Bluetooth. We don't do Bluetooth in this house. There should be nothing with Bluetooth. If you own a toaster with Bluetooth on it, you should throw that toaster out and get a new toaster. And probably don't even need a toaster, <laughs> truthfully. But uh, reduce it in general. Now, you said distance is your friend. I want to elaborate this. The exposure basically matters exponentially. So if you get one centimeter away from it, like you're exponentially better than if you were just touching it, that kind of thing. So having a, a, any kind of a barrier that actually protects you right at your skin, which is the clothing thing. And by the way, I'm not even selling this right now. I would, I would like to, but I'm happy to just promote this as a general idea because this gets rid of that, that distance problem for the at least for our immediate organs and our genitals and stuff you know what i mean underwear is a very good idea for this it's one of the things you don't have to replace your whole wardrobe first right you can start protecting the the most important areas undershirts jackets you know something you can wear over all the rest of your shirts and i, I would like you to pick up and just clarify silver is the only metal that we can use economically and number two, what uh, yeah, about definitely. grounding? And just to play off what you just said, it's called the inverse square law, and it, it applies to light and sound. So it's it's just like the further you get away from me yelling at you, the less it's going to be on your ears. It's just like that. I'm a blasting Wi-Fi router, and if you get further away from me, the better. And for the silver being the only material, it's the it's it's the only one that's that's flexible enough to weave into a fabric like they can get sheets of nylon and dip it into a, a bat of copper and then you've got a plate of copper but then it'll it'll break it can't be washed the silver can actually be washed gently and it, it's it's actually what's really amazing is i thought i was reinventing the wheel but when i went to china i learned that the 
I couldn't find this as a fact, but the word in China is that it's a law that you have to wear these maternity aprons during your beginning trimesters to protect, to protect your children. So these, really? these silver maternity aprons, I have silver maternity aprons and silver maternity belly bands, which are amazing. These aprons are commonplace in, in these dense cities and across China and Korea and Japan, but they're slow. And Israel, Israel, big, this is big business in Israel. So I'm really happy to bring this, this company to the West, but I know I'm not alone. And I know that a rising tide um, brings up all ships, you know, that saying. So I'm, I'm happy to just have this as a, an idea. And I'm, I really want a lot of people to come into the market and compete with me and stuff like that. It's just the concept coming into the consciousness is really what I want here because I, I think that we can, you know, we can protect ourselves. It's, it's not that we're hopeless and helpless and that there's nothing that we can do. It's just that we have to understand what we're dealing with. So Grounding is interesting because when I first got into this, I thought, okay, I'll bring it to the world with copper. It'll be cheaper with the copper. I don't want to have to charge too much for these products because silver's a little more expensive than copper, right? Well, copper, like I said, you can't make into a thread. So you can get a sheet of nylon, dip it in copper, and now you have a sheet of copper. And that looks cool and it's shiny. And I started making vests and stuff out of that, right? I was making clothes out of it at first, right? And it was really cool, but it's too conductive, right? It picks up dirty electricity and you literally need to be grounded. You have to have that clothing grounded. So the only way to be walking around with copper clothing is you could, you would have to have like a wire going to the ground everywhere you went, which is not feasible at all. So, so grounding is interesting because... I question rubber soles on shoes. I wonder, you know, being that we're beings of electricity and there's so much dirty electricity all around us, it'd be so much easier ground if we didn't have rubber shoes. So this, it's another device that I've, I've picked up recently, another meter that, that measures dirty electricity, but you can literally measure the volts going through your body. And if you're standing around power lines, there's all this dirty electricity getting built up in your body, going down, hitting that rubber in your shoes and coming back up to your head and going back, hitting that rubber in your shoes and building up. If you put your feet in the grass, that dirty electricity from the power lines is going through you right into the ground. And it's not doing this circuit going through your body. It's, it's, it's amazing actually how much invisible stuff is going on all around us all the time between the dirty electricity coming off of your power outlets to the dirty electricity being pulsed through your power outlets from your smart meter if you have one, which please call your power company. Maybe you can opt out. Maybe you can get that old analog meter. There's different things you can do to, to address the smart meter if, if you do have one. So, so um, don't be a victim. Uh, make a couple phone calls. See what you can do. And um, what grounding is, is, is you're basically connecting to the resonant frequency of the earth the schumann's resonance of the earth i believe it's 7.4 hertz and that's the resonant frequency that our bodies are attuned to and we can get this buildup of dirty electricity from emf from sitting in a coffee shop seriously just from sitting in a coffee shop on or off your phone or your laptop or whatever just from being in there your electrical body which is electrical down to the cells and the neurons and the synapses and the communication between your brain and your foot. I mean, literally, we're all electricity. So 
denying that w that we conduct electricity and that we need to ground is is anti-science. There's interesting documentaries on on inflammation in the body and grounding. And I even had a friend who had a 15 year old sports injury on his knee and he decided to just bury himself <laughs> and he cured himself finally. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy, really? but it's, it's the inflammation in your body can have to do with the dirty electricity running through your body that doesn't have anywhere to go. But if you live at the beach, you go stick your feet in the water or stick your feet in moist grass. I even found with my meter that the dirty electricity wouldn't get out of my body until I touched something like moist grass. Like, like barren, dry soil does not conduct electricity. It has to actually be damp enough. You can pour a little water, get that circuitry, I mean, get that electricity going, get those dirty electricity going. And it's, it's a real thing. I mean, you can go to the beach and feel the negative ions and, and have that feeling. But what's happening there is there's an exchange of negative ions, positive ions. People call it orgone energy, uh, life force energy. But literally, you're shedding this, this buildup of, of toxic loads of, of dirty electricity. I don't really know exactly how to explain it aside from it's, it's a buildup of all the crap around us, including the electricity off the, the circuitry. So it's, it's the wires from the phone lines and all the power lines and all that, it's emitting dirty electricity. And then also, if you have a microwave, throw it away, but your microwave's emitting EMF, and so is your baby monitors, which are wireless, which you should throw away, and the, your friend's Wi-Fi and all that other stuff, the cell tower and everything, and it gets built up in our bodies. And because we're oddly walking around with, I mean, I like the rubber soles. I'm not trying to be a total conspirator. I have rubber shoes and stuff. I just question, you know, the knowledge that no one has. And it's really important for us to realize where, like what we can do. So I, at least if I'm, if I don't get myself super grounded, I will take an Epsom salt bath at night and it'll totally change my day because there is a buildup of electricity in our body. That's that we can't see that we can hardly understand, but we can shed it through basically sticking uh, our foot or our feet in the dirt or sand or or stream or anything to where the where the um the earth can basically take that dirty energy and make us attuned to that frequency that our body is rhythmically um like re retuned it's like retuning your body basically Let me just mention in case somebody was listening who doesn't know what negative and positive ions are. They've named these things horribly. The negative ones are the good ones and the positive ones are the bad ones. So when they say uh, the beach or the forest has negative ions, that is a good thing that helps com combat the positive ions. And um, I just wanted to clarify something here too. So they developed this silver thread technology because I'm now convinced that silver is sort of the only way that we could really do this for now. And it is a bit cost it's a bit more cost involved in manufacturing it. So the the end product is going to cost a bit more, but it does seem to be worth it. Did they develop this silver stuff for EMF protection in Asia or was it for some other reason? Or is it for an industrial thing? Like did they need it to protect some piece of equipment or was it literally so developed to protect humans? And it's because it's total flip of the West. So in the West we have capitalism and we have big pharma who I don't trust as far as I can throw them. I don't trust at all. And what happens with our system is if a child is born 
autistic or developmental problems or whatever. Um, it's not that big of a strain on our government. Maybe in Canada it is, but either way, it's they're a client for life. It's it's business. I, I don't think it's. I think it's very um, messed up that there's no education surrounding this. But in Asia, evidently, the Chinese government did not want children born with issues because they're socialist communist and they don't want to uh, have a strain on their system. So they said, yeah, they have to pay for it. Exactly. They have to pay so for they it. said that's why I was told by so many people that it's law that you have to wear the apron to protect your baby or you'll get in trouble. So that's where it, that's where it came from. As far as I'm concerned is the is the Chinese government um, was was um, letting the technology come out and they knew the harms of it. And, and mind you that the levels of RF limits in China are 1000 times lower than that in the uh, in United States. It's unreal. So the Chinese limits are really lower compared to North America. And still they came out and said, um, please, you have to wear these aprons. Here's the tech, whatever. And, and the industries over there, they sell it to the whole world. I know it's, um, there's, there's companies in Sweden and Germany. And um, like I said, especially Israel and, and these, these clothes, like the, the men's underwear, especially are for people that are worried about their sperm count and trying to have kids. And then the aprons are for, um, and they're, they're shiny apron therefore the pregnant women but when i started looking really into it there's a whole clothing line for pregnant women and it's the chinese apparel is really funny with um the pregnancy stuff like it's kind of goofy and cute but they have it's it's split down the middle you can buy steel woven maternity wear or you can buy silk woven maternity wear and the steel is literally like i don't know if you've ever worked at a restaurant that made you have to get like extra 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 starch on your shirt <laughs> yeah it's just like that it's not yeah. cozy but yeah. it works so people do it let me um let me jump in here on this dirty electricity thing here because you mentioned this a few times now from my perspective this is mostly just an engineering problem laziness lack of incentives that kind of stuff um lack of regulations maybe but i know of several businesses who operate solely on going into other businesses and saying hey we can save you money by getting rid of your dirty electricity because there are devices that can remove dirty electricity from uh, from whatever circuit that you plug it into basically so we could eliminate this problem uh, if we wanted to and so let's just take it back from the start here we've had a problem basically since radio and it's not necessarily with the radio waves it's the, the amplification that it's involved in pushing the waves out, basically. So if you're close to the radio station itself, you're going to have a problem. It's the same with electricity, basically. The bigger problem is in the transfer stations, wherever the electricity is concentrated, wherever they step down the powers. So the high-voltage power lines are a problem, but they, they land at a transfer station or a step-down station. That step-down station is just going to be a massive bubble of radiation. So we already had this problem with the power distribution itself there's there's a problem in the grid itself and part of the problem is that we tend to harness electricity in inefficient ways and we're okay with that because we sell it for such a high markup same with the telecom companies you mentioned that they are very very profitable businesses it's basically because they sell air and so the people selling electricity and the people selling data on the cell phones they're selling us air and it's not worth very much to start with they have to create the value to it but point being we already had a problem with the with the electricity grid itself we're not even talking about communications at all then there's also a dirty electricity problem 
There was already a problem with the way that we distribute it. There's already a problem with high voltage power lines. There's already a, a problem with transfer stations. And then there's also a problem with basically conflicting energy. And I think this is because they feed energy back into the grid. And so once you create electricity in the form of a wavelength and you run it through a wire and it goes into a device, the wavelength has changed a little bit. This is how it was in explained to me. This is the kindergarten version of it. So the, the power grid as a whole is, would be more efficient if it operated purely on one frequency. And if we didn't feed electricity back into it and get what we call dirty electricity. But this can happen in any circuit, any size. So we could clean that up from top to bottom. There are devices that are sold for the house that can clean your own house circuit of dirty electricity and lower your own electricity bill. There's devices for, for larger industrial applications. And I'm sure this could be implemented on the, the grid as a whole. So that problem is above and beyond everything else that we have. And I think you, you touched on something there. The Chinese you know, seem to actually have some, some care for their citizens, at least in the regulations here. We have almost no regulations on EMF. Um, we have very little regulations on anything here that are meaningful at all. Like I said, I'm in the health business. If you take what the FDA says you need of any vitamin, it's going to be just enough to keep you alive, barely. And that's assuming an average person, which doesn't really exist. So if you're a little bit above the average person, you're, you're in an extreme deficiency range just by taking exactly what they recommend. It's the same with their, uh, with their recommendations on EMF. It's just they're way, way, way too high. We're going to be affected long before we come anywhere near you know, the, the limit in America. And honestly, I'm not sure what that limit even means now. You drive around California and Nevada, there's towers that like you're on the freeway and the tower is like 10 feet away from you. You know, like it, there's there's almost no consideration on your overall exposure. And I'm just reiterating the point here that this is all just engineering stuff. This is a lack of regulations, lack of care, uh, lack of thought put into this problem and big money to be made on big contracts. And every time they they do another G, they put more infrastructure out there. This is huge money. People are fighting over these contracts to build all these things, all these towers, all these pads. Um, like you said, they have to put them everywhere. That's part of the pitch. So we'll get better service and data and our whole economy can run off of this 5G network. But we have to put them literally everywhere. And of course, the contractors that do that are very excited to go and install transmitters everywhere. And on my cell phone tower account, people have sent me them in the street, in the sewer, like they're, they're installing them underneath us. They're installing them in underground parking lots and parks and stadiums and everywhere that you could possibly name. They have cell phone towers up for this. And so this just this amplified the problem to where even if right now, today, the president of the United States got on and he said, hey, we're going to totally change our whole energy infrastructure because I've just been convinced that this is a big problem. It would probably take 10 or 20 years, truly, to, to even really begin to reconfigure our electrical grid, let alone our, our communications grid. And since they both work together, this is just a massive, massive project. Now, I said all that sort of to reiterate the point that even if everyone got on board right now to change the world, we have such a long way to go that we need more protection right now. I sell devices that strengthen our body, strengthen our own natural frequencies, and it's still nowhere near enough. And I can promise that I'm about to get into my car for four days to make a trip. I'm dreading it because the car itself is a source of radiation. You know, so the more protection that we can have from this, the better. And having that protection closest to our body it's one of the best things that we can do, in my opinion. And you mentioned this becoming sort of a mainstream thing. You hope you hope for competition. Well, me too. And I think it is going to be mainstream since there is such a, a, 
serious increase in cost of manufacture, there's going to be some lag there. It means that big companies aren't going to just immediately get on board with increasing their costs maybe tenfold. I don't know if that if that um, guess is, sounds good to you, Matt, but tenfold kind of sounds good to me to start with. If you're used to you know, manufacturing T-shirts in Bangladesh and now you want to add silver to it in Japan, probably going to increase the costs significantly. They will do it. They will do it once the demand comes there. And I think the demand will come there is sort of my point. Now, my last point that I really have for you and why I was happy to see Sparrow Gear just even hit the market when it came to my attention was it was the first clothing that I was seeing that was just not silver ponchos, basically. EMF protecting clothing has been on the market a little bit, but it's been sort of like comical, futuristic Jetsons clothing, basically. And uh, it's never going to catch on like that, basically. In, in part of the health world and stuff, what we're trying to do in terms of changing the public's opinion is sort of to try and make nutrition cool, basically. You know, like you don't need to be a super fit health freak, you know, to want to minimize the damage by radiation or to want to, you know, optimize your body sort of thing. This has been helped by a good gym movement in the last 10, 20 years. It's become quite cool to be healthy, sort of. So I'm hoping to shift the EMF protecting clothing into that because, Matt, I don't know if you agree, but I think the biggest problem of getting this to market initially is that we don't have a communist government telling us to wear it because the original garments that I saw were extremely ugly. So I think the, the future of this is simply going to be to conform to, you know, other rules of fashion, fit, fabric, and function. And so you, right now you've got three of them, well, you've got all three covered, but the first two function, obviously, is what we're selling this on. It's not usually what clothing is kind of sold on, but you've got the function. The fabric of the Sparrow specifically, I was very, very impressed with. Because as you said, there is different, there is different types. I don't know if you said it or I said it. There is different weaves and, you know, you can do double and whatever, but some of them don't feel good. I just, I'm rubbing it with my fingers and I'm saying this just doesn't feel good. And if I wore this as a shirt, just like you said, with the starch clothing, I feel like I'm wearing a a work uniform when I'm touching some of that stuff. Right. So I'm like, that's not going to work in the, in the mainstream world. But once you've got function, fabric and fit. And including like not just having silver, you've got colors too. And I think we've got everything we need to have this uh, be a mainstream product. And there's quite a lot of influencers on board with this radiation thing right now. I would venture as far as to say, I know I've been rambling a bit here, but I would venture as far as to say is that there's more influencers in in the, the wider community of social media and stuff. There's more of them aware about radiation than about any other single health topic. A lot of other stuff, there's lots of disagreements about. There's lots of people promoting keto and veganism and carnivore and that none of them can agree about anything. But with radiation, it seems pretty clear cut that this is a problem. And it's such a massive problem that we can't count on the system, the government or even big business to fix it right now, even if they wanted to. And so we really do have to take it into our own hands. And now finally, because it's only been very recently now, finally, we have some products that are there to serve our needs and that don't look like a silver poncho. So I know I didn't really ask an actual question there, but I kind of wanted to tie up some loose ends and I want to hand it back over to you. And uh, maybe actually before I do, let me just throw in quick. In my most recent book, Fake Diseases, I labeled an autoimmune um, chapter. I called it autoimmunity, but I pretty much talked about radiation through the whole thing. 
because my first uh, real awakening experience with radiation in the health business was seeing it help somebody with lupus when lupus is a total, it's a digestive problem, right? So it, it started to dawn and to make sense that since radiation affects us on the cellular level and our cells our blood cells, especially are transporting around nutrients and oxygen and waste and sugar, they're doing, they're doing the, the bulk of the work of the body. If that process is compromised, you can have a compromised anything, right? So this is how you can get it contributing to cancer and even a lack of sleep and headaches and stomach pain and you name it, literally any problem that you can name shows up on the possible list of symptoms from EMF and radiation, basically. So that's just to affirm any health issues that, that you were talking about. And you don't need to get too specific on that, but it most definitely affects us on the level that we can't afford to lose, right? If, if our blood cells fail, we can fail in any number of ways. And uh, it can be catastrophic as well. Like we're talking about tumors and stuff. That's the that's the result of a catastrophic failure in the body. And this can absolutely be the result of it. So that is my spiel. Oh, Man, I love I'd it. I'd like to hand it back to you and we could wrap this up. Say. And thank you so much. You're the first person who has acknowledged that. And it was the one of the main reasons that I even wanted to get into making the clothing. I was living with some children, um, eight and 11 years old. Um, who I love dearly and we were near a cell tower and I wanted to get them some of these clothing and I was showing them what existed on the market at the time and they laughed me out of the kitchen right and what the deal was is it was like you said ponchos and chain link looking um, armor but nothing people would actually wear especially kids and I'm trying to bring this into the fashion world. I, that's my goal is to make it cool for kids and to get the kids wearing it. But there's no way they were going to be wearing these like copper vests that I was creating at first. Right. But that was my that's my goal. That's my that is what I want to do is make it cool. I have this whole vision for Sparrow. So Sparrow is a Latin word for hope. Right. It means hope. And in um, Spanish, it means I hope and and in um, Italian as well. But also I couldn't get it trademarked because it's a family name. It's a last name, right? So I started um, realizing mm. that as I try to make the brand cool, the brand is going to evolve into this family crest, okay? Because it's a family name. And the family crest will be the shield. So when I start really making these cool hoodies and these cool shirts and stuff, the logo is going to get really big with this family crest heraldry shield on it with all of these different um, symbols basically representing what we stand for. It's going to get really cool. I'm going to take it to the next level with the logo and get really artistic with the graphics, if that makes sense. But you know how you'll have your, your family crest from your, your um, ancient, your family, back, your family history, and they have a, a family um, shield. You know what I mean? Well, this shield is Sparrow, and we're all under this, this yeah. umbrella together. And it, it's, it is a silver shield for protection, but it's also like um, we're all this family, and it'll end up being... Um, exemplified on and my last name's Landman and on my I looked up my family crest and it had a rooster on it and the rooster casts away darkness right so I'm gonna I'm gonna plug a rooster on there because I created the brand and stuff but <laughs> but also silver is represented by the moon so the moon will be on there and I'm still coming up with the concept but it's I'm excited to try to make this really cool for the kids and really cool for the adults and to make it styled and come out with all sorts of neat colors and 
just just the black ball caps that I have, I think are the are the best caps in the market, you know, and I've got this silver um, beanie. Another thing that I wanted to mention that was a struggle is the material started getting really hot in the summer. So I've actually my shirts, I've come up with a, a totally new um, technology, basically. It's a, it's a blend that's actually breathable because these shirts get really hot in the summer. So we're rolling with it and adapting. And the technology is actually changing every six months, basically. And I'm able to adapt and evolve and come up with new stuff. And now I've got all these different choices of silver fabrics for different things. And I'll, I'm coming out with leggings soon for women that are going to be really popular, I know. And they have this woven silver in it, and they're stretchy. So the technologies come, and the texting gloves. People are raving to me about it. I had a man call me once about the one of my ball caps. He said that he's tried different products in the market, and none of them work, and that he had to fight tooth and nail through all through the system in the United States to finally be able to get disability and to be diagnosed officially for electro hypersensitivity but being diagnosed for emf sensitivity in this amongst this racket is nearly impossible because the doctors don't want to admit that that's what your problem is for some reason it seems so once he got there and he got my hat and he was able to finally leave his house and go for a drive this man called me crying saying saying that the silver hat was allowed him to be able to leave the house without getting a migraine so there are people that have developed sensitivities already, which we don't want to get there. But there's people with electrical sensitivities and they don't know it. There's people with hypersensitivity. So many people are misdiagnosed. A lot of I those mean, people. Ob obesity, a lot of things. There's so many, so many things. I'm sorry. I mean, like, I know you know, but you could pick, you could give me almost any problem that people are going through nowadays. And I would say, I would ask you first about your your screen time, your radiation, how much do you sleep next to a Wi-Fi router? I would ask these questions first, basically, you know, unless you came up, came in with like a nail in your foot, you know what I mean? Like, like this technology is so pervasive and it's the elephant in the room. A lot of people don't know about it. And also I am really excited that people are stepping up and becoming aware of this technology. Like you said, celebrities and whatnot. One of our main slogans is unplug to recharge. And I can't, I cannot find a single person that will question me on this because I know it for a fact. Every time I go into the forest, it is not a waste of time. I, I might think I can't, I don't have the time or, I, or it's not going to help, but I leave uplifted every single time. I know negative ions doesn't make sense, but that's what's pumping out in the forest. It's this positive energy, this positive orgone life force energy and unplugging to recharge can become a very cool thing. And I'm not, I'm not saying to throw away your beloved iPhone, you know, I mean, I actually am, but if you can just take one day off, I mean, come on people, like really, we really need these things that we never had 20 years ago that are disrupting our family unit and what have you, especially the children. You know what I did in my family? I got a landline and I said, here you go. There you are. It's got a cord and everything. And I said, you want to call your friends and play and you know, and that was it. They, they didn't get to fight with me and say they wanted a phone or anything like that. You just have to put your foot down and honor the children with reverence because you don't even know the impacts that all this technology could have on, on their livelihood, their longevity, their fertility, their children's children's fertility. 
So we have to take a step back and really see the bigger picture with this, especially with the kids and not let them be subject to experimentation, you know, and to, and to just do what our ancestors did, which is honor nature and what we have and, and not have to, I mean, here's what happened. And, and, then, and then I'm really happy to, to wrap this up. It seems like the powers that be wanted to displace the family unit and the television pretty much tried to replace the, the mom and put her to work or something. And then the iPad ended up replacing the television. And now somehow these children have an iPad in their lap. And now with Elon Musk's Neuralink and, and this pervasive technology that, that has come to the point that, that in the not too distant future, people will be getting implants and whatnot. We have to put our foot down and honor our humanity. I have a slogan and I'll end it with this. My slogan is human for life. And I've made buttons and I've held signs and human for life is a slogan that I'll stick to till, till my last day. And it means I'm not going to let technology be so pervasive that it changes my humanity, you know? And if we let this disruption persist and we let these, like there's a website called my street, my choice, you know, it's up to us to not let a 5g tower be put on our doorstep because it's going to be a lot easier to say no before they put it in than afterwards. Matt, I think those were some excellent words, and um, you led me to a thought that I think is good to close it on. And you asked me how long these usually go, and I said half an hour, but they always go. They always go longer. So I think we're basically in the phase with uh, smart technology and stuff. We're, we're kind of like a college kid that never drank in high school. You know, I mean, the kid, the kid that did well in high school, they never experimented or anything. They never let loose. They never went to a party. They never got laid. And they went to college and all of a sudden they were free and they could just wild out. Some, a lot of people that I knew, actually, they took it way too far. Basically, they took that letting loose stage way too far. And I think we've just gotten totally drunk off of uh, the availability of, of data, basically, and internet streaming. Now, I haven't had data. I paid for a, a cell phone bill very briefly in my life. I have not had a cell phone bill in years. So, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. Human for life. I'm still there. You know, I go outside and I see people on their phone. I do use the phone. I run a business on the phone, but I don't use it outside because I don't have service. So I get to go outside and actually, you know, enjoy life a little bit. But I grew up when you got to go to work and you didn't, your girlfriend wasn't able to bug you all day, you know, like for better or for worse, good days, bad days, whatever. You're allowed to just go to school, go to work, go fishing, go do your thing. And you don't have to answer everybody in the whole world. Right. And uh, some of some like some of it, like sharing our food and that kind of stuff. This is for better and for worse. You know, we're, we are in the health business. We do reach a lot of people. I take pictures of my food. You know, I used to think it was the most hipster thing in the absolute world, but it's actually we're sharing healthy food. But my point is here that we can live with these technologies. We can use these technologies for good, for our personal benefit. I'm benefited tremendously by operating online. It saved me a lot of hassle and having to operate in the real world. And right now, my government would have shut us down this year anyway. So it's very good that we're online. But it's also very good to unplug. My message, part of my message for a long time, you mentioned airplane mode. Mm -hmm. Airplane mode club should be a club we should all be proud to be in. Right? I don't pay data. I don't pay a phone service. So my airplane mode is on 100% of the time. Bluetooth is never turned on. Data is never turned on. And this does reduce the output dramatically. On top of that, the phone is never on me. You know, I'm sitting here. The device is in front of me because it's, 
its um, impact on us is exponential. So the closer we get to it, the worse it is. Therefore, it should be as far away as possible absolutely all the time. And if it hasn't become cool yet to uh, disconnect the phone, I think it will. Lots more people are telling me every time I run my little campaign on cancel your phone, I get a bunch of people telling me, yeah, I canceled it six months ago. Yeah, I just canceled it. Yeah, I've really been thinking about canceling it. But honestly, now I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to do it right now. And because this does actually free us, you know, it's like uh, it's like quitting smoking. We're not losing anything. We are gaining something tremendous. We're, we're gaining a new freedom and a new control over our life and our time and all this stuff. And uh, the college years were fun, basically. You know, it's fun to have unlimited access to all the stuff that you could ever imagine on the Internet, especially for those of us who did not grow up with it or who grew up with a dial-up modem where we waited four days for a song to download on Napster, you know. And uh, I think we're, we're hungover now or we're getting close to the, the point where the party's over and we're going to have to get our stuff together and, you know, enjoy, enjoy this pleasantness in very limited moderation or rewire it somehow, come up with new technologies and there's, there's plenty. And hopefully all of this talk isn't too discouraging because when you learn about EMF, it can be really discouraging. Like, wow, this stuff is everywhere and it's going to be a lot of work for me to, to try and reduce it. Oh, I got to buy this EMF protecting paint. It costs a lot and I got to buy new clothing now and all these devices these guys are selling. Does it even work and all this? It's quite a, quite a bit of investment to try and get safe and healthy. You know, it can be a, a little bit discouraging, but I think you, I think we're realizing that this is a necessity right now. And uh, I haven't made any concrete predictions and very few people have, but I've seen the rise in really, really, really startling, um, strange, powerful, extreme health problems in younger and younger people. We're talking about cancer and autoimmunity and inflammation all over the body and, you know, people dying, kids dying heart failures and all this stuff. We can connect this all to nutrients and stuff, but we can also connect all of it to radiation. And these are concurrent problems. And the fact that neither of these problems are being addressed on the large scale, it doesn't help. It means that both the nutrition problem and the radiation problem are getting worse at the exact same time. And I think there's going to be a very massive shock uh, when we're talking about lifespan in the coming decades here. And I think we are already experiencing that, but we're not paying close enough attention to the statistics. So... Point being, the world is waking up to it. There's a whole heck of a lot we can do. EMF protecting clothing is one of them. Matt, I want you to I want to thank you for coming on here. And I do want to promote your company, Sparrow. I do like it. I like the look of it. I like that it's not just ugly silver. I like that it's being run by, I don't know if, how big of a team you are, but I'm going to say people who obviously care. And obviously care about the, the function of this, but the fact that to actually make a difference in the world, it does need to fit with our values including fashion and feel and stuff like that so i thank you for your work and and your effort in this field i'm happy to promote you from from now on basically there's a handful of companies that i'm happy to promote because there's a huge 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 market out there almost none of us have any emf protecting clothing and i think immediately we should start investing in this for ourselves now i'm talking to the audience i mean if you don't have anything that has silver lined you need to change that right now. You need to buy a phone case at the very, very minimum so that you can have it in your pocket. So if you need to have your phone on you, you don't have to turn it all the way off. It can be in your pocket, but you have the silver there protecting you. And by the way, I don't know if you've thought about it or got it developed yet, but pants are kind of a big deal. And I imagine pants being quite difficult to manufacture in silver, but the pockets themselves can be silver. That would be an excellent thing. It's even just even with a hoodie. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. 
the pockets, it would be excellent if those pockets were lined with EMF. So if my iPod's in it, even I don't even like the buzz of the iPod. You know, I would like to know that that protection's there. So point being, we need to start investing in this right now, both for ourselves and to help these companies get off the ground. Because you didn't mention it, but I'm going to mention it. Starting a clothing company is a big deal because of the, the upfront investment required. If you think about it, if you want to carry shirts, it's even just one color. I have to carry small, medium, large, extra large, da, 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 all this stuff, right? And uh, realistically, better clothing brands are going to have more specific types of fit, which is what we need also. I'm not going to buy a loosely fit shirt. I want it to fit nice. So having said that, you have to invest a heck of a lot into all these different sizes and, and everything. These companies need money. You didn't mention this, Matt, and I don't even know how much money you got. But I know that it's going to actually cost multi-millions of dollars for all of these companies to have the capital to really start investing in fashionable clothing in the size ranges and, and in the variety that we're actually going to need to, for this to take off. So there's very few things that I actually encourage people investing in for more than one reason. Usually just the reason you should buy something is for yourself. But in this case, this is a market that I think we should explode. I think a lot of us, we should put a bit of money into this. I bet we've bought money over, we bought clothes over the last year on Amazon and they're just regular clothes or whatever. Sorry, not Amazon, but I bet we bought clothes in the last year since the shutdown and some of that should be switched to buying some EMF protecting clothing because as you said, the, the electricity, sorry, the energy is going up, the 5G is going up and all that stuff, but it's also going up in our own homes. Basically more and more devices are being added to our houses, the neighbors, everybody's Wi-Fi is all conflicting. And like I said, even out here in the country, I can't really escape it either. So if we can't escape it, we do need to protect ourselves. And this is the I way that we need to do it more. immediately. And I appreciate your message. And um, I try to um, empower people through information on nutrition and health as well. I try to tell everyone that even just the littlest bit of information can, can, go, can go a long way. For instance, and I'll leave it on this, for every... For every molecule, molecule of sugar that you ingest, sugar is really bad, everyone. I hope you know that you should limit your intake or, or not ingest it as much as you can. But, but sugar here, if you take in one molecule of sugar, it takes your body 54 molecules of magnesium to process one molecule of sugar, right? Well, we need magnesium. It's really important. And it's not that bioavailable. We have to get it from leafy greens and whatnot. But we can if we get a lot of leafy greens. That's important. And magnesium is the central atom in the chlorophyll molecule. So the more chlorophyll, leafy green, green stuff, the better. But being deficient, mineral deficient is an important thing because if you're mineral deficient, then you're absorbing toxins from the environment when you shouldn't be because you should be up to speed on your minerals. So just knowing that there's a relationship between sugar and magnesium, these little facts can go a long way to embrace the truth, apply the truth, and be empowered through the knowledge and not just be a victim like everyone else. So I really appreciate you having me on. I appreciate that that you um, get into nutrition, especially because we, we all can own my, my, my whole truth journey just started at looking at ingredients on food. That was it. That's all it took for me to be propelled into this journey of a lifetime to start taking responsibility for what I did with my life, you know, and there's catalysts for everybody that can be very simple, like getting an EMF meter or one thing you didn't mention earlier, you can also put your phone on data saving mode. That takes a lot off of the radiation levels because you're not constantly updating the weather every five seconds as if you need to know all these apps all at once. Data saving mode, power saving mode, 
on different phones. There's different functions on different phones that can do a lot for you and you don't have to replace your phone immediately, even though I highly recommend it. And thank you for the promotion of the silver gear. I do think it's really important, even if you just share the conversation with a friend to bring this information to the consciousness that it even exists. Just saying to someone, did you know silver clothing exists out there? It's antibacterial, antifungal, antiradiation, antiviral, soft. Check it out. I hope that people can at least take a look at the website or follow me on Instagram at sparrowgear.com or sparrowgear on Instagram. It's S-P-E-R-O. And thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And maybe we'll pick this up too. Terrific. I'll share this with the audience right away and we'll, we'll work on it and do a video, hopefully. Thank cool. you, you too. And thank well, Matt, you for thank all the you. listeners out there. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk soon. Thank you, everybody listening. Take care, everybody. Do follow Spiro Gear. I do appreciate their content and I share it sometimes too. I'm going to give a quick plug here to myself. I actually don't even normally do this, but... I literally did finish a book recently. It's called Fake Diseases, and it goes to excruciating depth almost, actually. I tried to walk through the entire story of nutrition in our environment, and a lot of that connects back to radiation, including juicing and structured water and all, all of it. So I plugged the book. It's cheap. It's $9.99, and it's free on YouTube if you search Fake Diseases, and it goes into this. So that next time it's we can really all good understand book. I really appreciate you sending me one too more directly I, how it I affects it with us my basically. girlfriend too and she loved it <laughs> so it's a, your big hit your big hit over here in ashland oregon so thank you cool okay cool have a great day <laughs> all right, well thank you man